Welcome to the Caregivers Crew, a place for caregivers raising kiddos with special needs and disabilities to come together for wisdom, resources, parent and expert advice, as well as laughs and companionship. I'm your host, F.A. Odelia, and I'm also the founder of Sojourn.com, a new digital health home base designed to help you and me, parents like us, raising kiddos with special needs, disabilities, or chronic health conditions to receive the care, coordination, and community we need. If you have not already done so, please be sure to visit us at Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-O-R-N-E. In this podcast, I'll teach you how to organize your schedule, find critical resources for your child, protect your mental health, and grow in your role as a caregiver. I also want to make sure that we're filling your cup. So while we won't glamorize the tough journey ahead, we also won't make it tougher. Let's laugh, share the load, and leave encouraged because we all need to stay fueled for what's ahead of us. All right, are you ready? Let's get it. Hi, crew. We're going to jump right into today's episode, which is a tips and tricks episode on getting your child dressed. I want to start off by saying and acknowledging that our children with special needs have more preferences and sensory needs than we may be able to understand. I think it can be a discovery process for a lot of us to figure out exactly what does and doesn't work for our our children. And there are some of us who require special made clothing or adaptive clothing. I totally, totally get that. And hopefully you have been able to find the places that make sense for you to get what you need, especially if you need more customization like adaptive clothing. I love Etsy for, uh, and I'm not sponsoring any of these places and none of these places are getting you know, are receiving compensation or, you know, whatever for these mentions. But Etsy has been just a wonderful place to get crafted things that meet, you know, my child's needs and even my own. They will be a little bit more pricey, but if you need something special, you can most likely find almost anything there. So let's jump into the first perspective, I will say, to take when it comes to getting dressed is that you just need to Start by understanding your child's needs and tastes and try meeting in the middle. And when I say the middle, I actually don't mean the middle because you're going to go over to their side. It's rare that you'll be able to bring your child to a middle, but the goal is for you to make sure they're comfortable, they're happy, they're clean, they feel, you feel like they look ready for, you know, the day's activities, but you also moms like me, I'm like, oh, I want my daughter to look extra cute or have this, that, and the other. I've had to learn to kind of divorce myself from some of my wants for her wardrobe and just be realistic about making sure that she is able to get dressed. And increasingly, my my aim has been um, her independence and uh, encouraging her independence in the morning Um, morning routine and getting dressed and allowing her her own perspective and her favorites to show up so that she's invested in becoming more independent and doing these things for herself. So I would say that the first thing I like to do is just focus on function. And so, you know, when my child was smaller and she kind of really just deferred to me, I, of course, did lots of things like leggings and longer tops that were just easy to pair and easy for her to 
kind of identify what was the which way things went on what was inside out and how do we find the front of the shirt I liked having symbol or something going on in the shirt not just going like plainer tees so that we can teach concepts like this is the front of the shirt and this goes against your chest and this is the back of the shirt look at the label and this goes um at the nape of your neck those kinds of things that were just really easy but eventually she grew really tired of leggings and t-shirts and it was easy for me and um relatively inexpensive but she eventually became infatuated with wearing dresses and I wasn't ready for that because I still had lots of jeans and leggings and things that were easy for me especially the the leggings stuff and she hated them and so we would engage in these exchanges where I was trying to get her to wear a certain thing and I learned and I wouldn't say quickly and I wouldn't say that I learned this on my own but I also I did learn after losing countless of minutes in the morning probably hundreds and hundreds of minutes um wrestling with my daughter's will to wear what she wanted was that why not like what's the problem with her wearing a dress and usually it was because I wasn't ready for that or it was winter time and she can't really do tights on her own I was worried about how she would handle tights in the bathroom and I personally hate tights so there was just more work and mechanics for me as a parent to figure out how to make the dress work but when I talked with her teacher at some point around whether what was most important, was it, you know, getting her to conform and continue wearing the tights because it was easier for me or allowing her to wear dresses and continuing to build her independence, of course. <laughs> um, I'm a good student. We <laughs> decided I landed on let's get her to build her independence and wear dresses. So what did that mean for me? I needed to prep. And so this is moving to my next point. Really prep to make sure that I was set up for success. And she was set up, set up for success as well. So when I decided that, okay, we're going to embrace this dress thing, we had to go ahead and I bought dresses. I bought dresses that made sense, that didn't require a lot of buttons and zippers and things because, again, we're encouraging her independence. And also those things, all the extra, the extras can be uncomfortable for her. So we're just talking about typically, and this is hard to find plain dresses that were typically cotton, short sleeve or long sleeve, um, and had simple patterns and preferably in her in her color pattern you know purple or yellow and there there was a lot I had a a really tough time just finding simple cotton dresses with short sleeves or long sleeves that fit you know you put put all those filters on it depending what season of the year it is it it can be really tough so a couple of tricks I when it was you know, either the holiday season or her birthday, I just would ask for dresses for her birthday or for Christmas. 
and or whatever you you know you celebrate those those are opportunities to try to build up your stash and you know I would go for a couple sizes larger so that I can get through a couple of seasons with it because the dress infatuation didn't go anywhere she um, grew to love dresses and she's you know still prefers dresses and it's been a few years now and so those were the little things that I had to do and you know just kind of work through the mechanics of that so dresses in the wintertime usually mean that there's either going to be jeggings underneath or um, leggings or tights. If she's wearing a dress, she will tolerate leggings, especially if they're larger. So keeping, making sure I, you know, stayed on top of the shopping and tried if it got too tight. She wouldn't say that these are too tight. She would just say, no, I don't want to wear it. No, no, no. And I'm like, okay, what is this reaction? Why is she overreacting to this? I'm like, oh, well, you know, these these uh, leggings are too tight at this point. So those are just the little things that I had to learn to keep up with and really had to just shift her wardrobe so that we could make mornings more successful. Also, just because because my daughter is who she is, she she needs the choices. Um, choices are good for, you know, developmentally where she is um, um, in her, you know, uh, the stage of development in her life, just being able to choose between two options, too many, more than that, and you're just asking for trouble. So I would just, um, I usually have two options ready for the morning, and we see what she's feeling like that day. And usually you have two options, but really you have four because you can mix and match. And sometimes the mix doesn't always match, but at least it's there. And you've created parameters for what the choices are that morning. And so this has been a really fantastic way for us to incorporate choice, but also make sure that we're getting, um, we are getting dressed, <laughs> we're encouraging independence, and we're moving right along. And the last tip, the new tip that I would add and this is going to be, this really depends on your child and their development and what they are, what their goals are for themselves and what your goals are for them. But I have not over the years had success in helping my daughter to learn how to tie a shoe. And I actually, at this point, not even at this point, I felt like this for years, like I don't even know how many shoes I have with shoelaces. Probably, not probably, certainly a third or less of the shoes in my wardrobe have shoelaces. And so I've just decided that, you know, you can go a lifetime without wearing shoes with shoelaces. So let's not even focus on that since it's a goal that instead of frustrating myself emotionally and setting challenges for my daughter that are not um, developmentally or cognitively, she's not ready for those things. Let's just go with fine shoes that don't need laces. And so again, not being sponsored and not getting any anything for this, but Skechers have been great for my daughter um, because they come in different colors. They have faux laces. If you really are passionate about laces, you can find Skechers with laces that don't require tying. You can find them in a number of colors and different widths as well. And those have just been the best shoe for her. And they go with a, a ton of things. You know, if you're like the, you know, athletic sneaker with a dress kind of person, great. You know, it's for, for you. Or, you know, you can try and encourage your child to wear another type of shoe. But it's been 
the most I've tried other types of athletic shoes. I've tried a number of things, but this is where we found our success. So I would encourage you to kind of try things and see where you find your success. Um, I've tried, I will say that shoes with padding, really flat shoes are not, have, haven't been great for my daughter just with, and this might be the case with other kids, but all of our kids have different needs. But I just find that very flat shoes that don't have enough cushioning don't do well for her. Um, also, shoes that are too thick and maybe give too much of a bounce or too heavy, those shoes don't do well for her as well. She just would trip more and not um, estimate like you know steps and and just per- she just perceives things differently if the shoe's too heavy or if the sole's too thick so those are the kinds of things you need to be washing out for it can be really annoying i have over the years i've had shoes that were like brand new <laughs> we couldn't wear give them out try reselling them to like once upon a time or some of those stores that might take um or goodwill that might take your things that are um never worn or gently worn but those are just my Little tips for success in the morning with your routine. Definitely just prepare. Button this up by saying, lastly, don't fight, just prepare. I have wasted countless minutes trying to get my daughter to choose and do and wear what I wanted when I really should have just spent my time figuring out how to get her to choose things that were seasonally appropriate, that maybe in my mind coordinated, but also just set her up for success by um, doing that, that, you know, night before preparation, giving her those choices and then coaching her through so she can start to make some of those own choices um, for herself and allowing her to prep what we're wearing the the day, which I do do now, help her, allow her to um, choose a t-shirt or this or that or some of the pieces that she's going to be seeing the next day when it's time for us to get dressed. So we'll do more of these little tips and tricks. If this, if you're well past this stage, then please give us some feedback so we can do a touchback and as to what worked for you. If you're not yet at this stage and your child is just loving you and just wearing whatever you put on them, then great. Um, enjoy it because that stage probably won't last. Um, I'll say lastly that the choosiness that we're seeing with our kids, it isn't 100% connected to, or even maybe not even 50% connected to their disability. Our kids at various points in time just go through development. And like any other typical, typically developing child, my son, for example, is he'll be three soon. And he right now is going through a phase where he just wants to wear jackets on top of everything. It's a jacket or a sweater to top it off. He's not dressed until he's got even to bed, even on top of his pajamas, he wants to wear a jacket or a sweater. And it doesn't matter how hot it is outside or how cold it is outside. This is his preference and he's choosing it And we are trying to find ways to draw some hard lines. But in general, we're like, okay, let let it. It's not hurting anybody. Um, If he's going to have a heat stroke, we're going to take it off. But otherwise, you know, 
it's a phase. I know children, my my friends' children, who've gone through like superhero phases where the, all they did was want to wear their cape or you know a um, superhero costume um, or pajamas. You know, we've had kids who've gone through typically developing children who've gone through pajama phases, and that's all they ever wanted to wear. So you might see said kiddo in the grocery store wearing their pajamas. They they all go through it. We all go through different choices and preferences. So um, just embrace it, plan for it, make it easier, get others involved. If you can um, get others to chip in by helping to buy some of these preferred items and preferred clothing items or adaptive clothes for as gifts and presents, it will really take the load off of you, the burden off of you, and you'll be better prepared. Um, Thank you, crew, for listening today. I really appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you inside of the Sojourn community. If you haven't already, um, please make it a point to visit us. And we look forward to seeing you and um, hanging out and speaking with you on the next Caregivers Crew episode. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Caregivers Crew. We know that this journey is not one that you can walk alone. So make sure to join our community at Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-O-R-N-E. We can't wait to have you. All right, crew, stay strong, stay encouraged, and stay connected. And we'll see you in the community.